Yeah. And hello, everybody. All right, we're Woo-hoo. here. It is JT and Big O back from a small little hiatus during the month of May, which is you know fine considering it was our birthday month, so we had to enjoy it to some degree. I am Ryan Big O'Regan. With me, as always, is the technical advisor and grand poobah to the whole show, Mr. JT McGuire. CCC. And we actually have a couple of guests here. Um, we do. Yeah, We're surprisingly. Here. You may be able to see them. Maybe you don't. If you don't, let us know. But we do have the people of Mass Grave Pictures. We have yeah. Manny and Lindsay. Uh, and if Hello. I don't butcher the last yeah. name, it's Serrano? Serrano. Yes. Yep. Oh, thank God. All right. Because like it's Italian. Because I didn't want to get, like, you know, wiped or anything like yep. that. Yep. And, of course, we're going to be talking a little bit of movies, specifically horror. We're going to be talking about Independent. We're going to be talking about uh, Beneath, which is, seems to be the indie darling that's going on right now. Oh, I love it as a darling. And of is course, it a darling? <laughs> darling. Well, that bears a darling. I don't get indie darlings. I don't, I don't do indie darlings. <laughs> I, do, I do indie movies that nobody wants to watch. Well, it's her <laughs> indie, and she's your darling. So, I mean, you, Well, all right, all right. <laughs> I am a darling. <laughs> trying to help you here. <laughs> Uh, but uh, first of all, before we get into any of that, uh, just want to say, obviously, it's been a minute since we uh, got back here, and we may take a minute uh, later on to do something else that will be coming out later on this month. We'll obviously have links to that, so do keep your eyes on JT and Big O. Even though we haven't been able to do much lately, we apologize for that, but we will be trying to make it up to you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll get into more of that later. But uh, as of right now, JT, how the hell have you been? Last time we did anything, it was for WrestleMania. Um any thoughts, anything going on in your life that's uh, poignant? Yes, but I don't know of anything I want to mention live on air. Uh, this actually... <laughs> wow. uh, I should kind of mention this will probably be the last time that we will be uh, doing this show from this location because I w- and will be moving. So uh, I know we are now back from hiatus and we will immediately be going back onto hiatus. But all the more better because then once we come back from a hiatus, we'll be in a brand new location. It'll look all bright and shiny and new. And, you know, mm. we'll have a whole different mentality as we usually have very pretty much every episode. It's a different mentality. But uh, we're definitely going to be able to try to get that to you as soon as possible. And, of course, good luck on the move. Hopefully nothing breaks. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Very I've actually, I actually started working on the plan already so I have like this all nice design and stuff watch none of it happen but I, I have it I have the design well <laughs> one one thing I should touch on um, obviously your birthday was just this past week yes um, you know, well, happy, birthday. Well, happy birthday yay I'm old yay and because <laughs> of that I wanted to be fair and uh, since I didn't get to see you for Applebee's and everything I did want to go ahead and get you a couple of things Aww. We have presents. Thank you. Yes. There are presents no, and everything. No, wow. they're not for you. No, they're not for me. <laughs> it happens. So I tried to um, delve towards your geekier side. Nice. Yeah, I, I chanced oh. to the gem scene. Venom. Nice. Venom. It looks like carnage. It's a. It's a venom pool. Venom oh, pool. venom pool. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. And. Uh, oh. You okay there? Yeah. This more so for. Well, that's the, really uh, cool. He's got like teeth and a tongue. And anime side for you. Oh, nice. Aw, he's so cute. With his tongue and his sharp little teeth. Mega Man. This is like how I'm doing this, just like, boom. (laughs) I really want a teddy in one of these. A teddy? Like teddy? Well, I mean, they have the Five Nights at Freddy's one, Lord knows. That's close enough. Mega Man X. Rocket. Rocket. Oh, my God. Well, no, no. I'm going to be like this the rest of the show now. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to be, you know, Deadpool Venom. Venom Pool. Hey, Funko, if you were... uh, 
sponsors, this is what it would look like. Which, by the way, uh, Funko <laughs> is an unofficial sponsor of the JT and Big <laughs> podcast. Uh, unofficial. They're unaware of it. Yes. <laughs> unofficial and unaware. They, they are the oblivious founder of this room. And pass them back that way. Thank you. But, uh, there you go. Yeah, so happy and birthday I, to you there. Thank you, sir. And, and as I should mention... Uh, it was actually your birthday not too long ago either. Oh, you're, happy you're, birthday for you too! <laughs> you're one week before I was. Yes, I was. I was, but um, you know, as is always, my birthday always revolves around like Memorial Day weekend, so it's very lackluster. Unless you know, one one of the how, how is people. Memorial Day lackluster? Because unless I'm one of those people that goes ahead and goes to the Jersey Shore or to like Coney Island or someplace like along the coastline, nothing gets done. You know, everyone either goes there or goes off and has their three-day, four-day weekend elsewhere. And See what I do, because my birthday's in two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, oh. 20 days. Happy so early birthday. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> everyone um, get a happy birthday. Not happy me. Happy I got, like, months. You. you have an unbirthday. <laughs> yeah, I got, like, months to go. But uh, we always just have a barbecue in the back house. We're like, oh, we're just coming over for a barbecue. By the way, it's my birthday, so bring me liquor. Yep. <laughs> See, I, I, th- I guess I've kind of gotten so jaded because of the whole, you know, every time I've tried to throw a party, you know, people don't come because they're elsewhere else. I just haven't gotten into the mindset anymore of like, oh, let me do something to throw myself a birthday party. It, it seems almost counterproductive. Yeah, now I just get tattoos for my birthday. Yeah, that's pretty much what she does. Yeah. So every birthday you get a tattoo? Yeah. Like, what was your well, most recent? I'm actually working on it. I got two out of three color sessions done on my Sandman Delirium and Little Endless. Oh, oh, nice. We got that on camera? Yes, we <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, we do. So what, this birthday you're going to be finishing that up? Yeah, actually, I, st- I had one. I've done two sessions, so yeah, my next session is in a week and a half. Oh, very nice. So it'll be done for my birthday. And then last birthday, I got Cherry Darling. The other leg. Watch the wire. Oh, wow. Oh, from Grindhouse. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I don't know if I can get that on camera. Am I flexible? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, wrong Just way. grab the camera. <laughs> we unfortunately fired our other cameraman. Uh, well, <laughs> no Zoom. No, but I mean, obviously, Watch you can the tell there's a, there's, I'm a, watching it. I'm watching there's a machine gun on the leg. Obviously, if you know anything about certain movies, or at least Tarantino, you'll know who that is. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> Twist my arm. Twist and shout. <laughs> Okay, now that I've showed off my legs on, yeah, right, on actually, camera. Okay, so actually, uh, let's use that as a segue and talk right. about. Okay. Um, uh, let's talk about film because obviously you both are the main people behind Mass Grave, yep. uh, which, if you can't tell by the name, probably centers more around horror, right? Yep. Um, the, plan, now, the plan was family films, but <laughs> <laughs> we decided to change our genre instead of the name. Yeah. Mass Grave, a family picture. Yeah. Um, the Benoits would love it. But... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's like two. That's like one grave. I mean, it's like a kid and a wife. It's... Uh, you need a whole Mass Grave. Dig in the hole. It's like two kids, a wife. I guess and Mass him. Grave would be digging a hole. One kid. It was one kid. Yeah. Oh, one kid. I don't know. Half a grave and one. Wasn't his one and a half grave. Oh, look, you got a message. Look at that. Okay, enough Benoit. I got jokes. messages. We, we have messages. We have filled our quota for like the month on the <laughs> Benoit jokes. But um, so God, I, we have a quota on Benoit jokes. Uh, this one, yes. But, <laughs> so under Massgrave, how many films do you have under Massgrave? Uh, oh, Africa. Oh, oh, that's complicated. Um, we've got two features. Okay. A featurette, and like twenty something shorts. Yeah. Oh, that that's awesome, and that's between both of you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what is it like to be, you know? working as a couple in like film because obviously when we've done films uh, our little sect here in jersey 
uh, we've usually had to go above and beyond just to try to find people to help out. But mm-hmm. obviously, you've always got like that one constant person that's like, okay, we've got another one to do. You yeah. Know, let's work on that. How does it feel to actually have that other person to like lean on? Super nice. That's great. <laughs> but I mean, is there ever any complication? Like, is there anybody uh, like a, a, a clashing of the minds, I guess? I'm, you know, it sounds really weird uh, when you say, you know, because when you're in a relationship, it's sort of like you have to have these weird conversations. Um, and what works for us is like, well, I'm talking to you as a producer right now, yeah. not your wife. <laughs> We're in producer talk right now. Yeah. Um, so you really have to kind of like draw that line. And that's the way we've kind of found where it's kind of awkward when you first start where you're like, okay, not wife talking as producer. This is a problem. And like a couple of yeah. times, you know, when things get tense on set, he'll snap at me and the whole set is like tense. Like here comes the fight. And I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> like. I'm not his wife right now. He's not yelling at me as his wife. I'm the producer, and I fucked up. So he's in his right to be snappy with me. Um, Which is fair. Yeah, yeah, it's completely fair. And, and I can see Manny. He's pretty much like, yeah, no, I'm just going along with this. Like a good producer <laughs> slash husband's wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. We, 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 um, we draw clear lines as to what each of us does. Because uh, um, like behind, before, before we're <laughs> in, in production... Um, that's where the battles are. <laughs> yeah, that's where the battles are. We do all of our fighting before we get to set. Yeah, all of it happens. So this way, it's it's just between us, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, for years, we worked with uh, Louis Cortez, who runs uh, New Needle Productions, and um, now he's created New Needle, and he's kind of doing his own brand of like Goosebumpy style horror and uh, mm-hmm. uh, millennial drama stuff. Yeah. You Young know, adult horror. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but we did the, we did our first our first feature and attack of the brain people with him where we co-wrote it and the same thing like there were plenty of blowouts plenty of fighting but like like a week before the shoot yeah. we'd make sure to get together and get all of the stress and tension out whatever problems we have anything we're not agreeing on and literally just yell and scream it out until all right we're now on common ground so when we get to set we're a cohesive unit because when you have Especially with Blood Slaughter, like the first weekend was, I think we shot from Friday through Monday and we had about 35 people in and out of the the house that whole weekend. So when you have that amount of people coming in for your first feature and the first weekend of the shoot of of the film, you you have to be a united force. You all have to be on the same page, which is just going to cause chaos. Exactly. If people see you arguing for like right off the bat, then that sets a bad precedent for the future. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, we learned how to do that with him because honestly, anybody who saw us when we first started, me and Louie used to have arguments on set a lot. Fortunately, it was just really us and a bunch of our friends. So they were like, oh, here they go again. Great. All right, we're we're gonna go. We're gonna go sit. We're gonna have a cigarette while you guys fight this out. And then they all come back, and we're all fine again. So it's like, no. Now that we're we're putting money into this, putting real money into a feature, we can't fight on set. We can't fight in front of anybody anymore. We have to do it beforehand. You know. Um, so we got used to doing that, and we just kind of employ that going forward between each other, between ourselves. Just draw clear lines as to who does what. Um, and on set. So on, so before in pre-production, basically, I mean, I'm like director from beginning to end for pretty much everything up until recently. Uh, and she's always producer. So basically her role is let's figure out what, what the schedules are going to be keeping it on budget and getting everything 
scheduled and together. Yeah. Getting everybody there. And then the day of, she's the AD. All right, keep it on schedule. Keep us moving. Uh, make sure each department is ready when when we're going to need them to be ready. You know, and and then I can focus uh, as director on the camera crew and the actors and you know sound and the physical production aspect. And she does the behind the scenes stuff, keeping it all moving. You know, and we have that clear line drawn. Yeah. Because so, we've already done the, the <laughs> we've worked it out. So you've always had that sectioning where it's like, yes. you know, yeah. one has one role, one has the other. It's never yeah. been an issue where it's like you were co-directors, like say a Lord and Miller or a Russo brother sort of thing. I co-directed with Louis for Attack of the Brain People. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we, we, we kind of co-direct the shorts both. now. Yeah, now we, we kind of co-direct shorts. shorts. Yeah. Well, speaking you know. of the shorts, um, obviously where we first met you all or where we've yeah. seen you constantly has been in film festivals within the New York, New Jersey area. Mm -hmm. And as of right now, uh, you have a couple of movies that are pretty much doing the circuit uh, more predominantly than others. Uh, mm -hmm. One of them being uh, Beneath, yeah. which uh, Lindsay seems to be getting a lot of acclaim for because this is your directorial debut, I guess? Yeah, yeah I mean, we're claiming, we're calling it that because Brain People, it's a little like, I co-directed this. and it, Right. <laughs> this is the first thing I've done all myself. Yeah. I wrote it myself. I directed it myself. So it's, you know, it's sort of like my, my first step into the world. Yeah. It's officially a project that's 100% hers. Yeah. Now, do you think you would have been able to go ahead and do that right off the bat if you hadn't done everything else prior? Because I remember uh, I'd had like no experience when I did my first short. Uh, maybe one or two little acting gigs. Small, small acting gigs. Like no, <laughs> no audio, no nothing. I'm just there with like a yeah. mask on. Yeah. And you know, going into it, it's like, I think I know what I'm doing. And then something <laughs> happens, and I don't know shit. Everybody yeah. thinks they know what they're doing when they start. <laughs> this is why our first our first weekend of a feature had thirty five people, people for four days straight because we thought we knew what we were doing. <laughs> I did not know. But I mean, um, do you think you could have pulled it off if you hadn't already had all that prior experience? Like, uh, I actually, I actually went to school for film. Oh, um, you did. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I my my concentration was producing and, and production management, um, but I did you know as part of my schooling i did direct a couple of things on my own so i did make smaller projects so i did have that to call on as well um so but i i think i had to be in this place where i am now in order to direct i'm not really i don't like directing i don't want to be a director um it just came to the point that like i have a story with beneath that i really wanted to tell um and i think i also wanted to it's really hard as a producer in this independent kind of film world because um people don't understand what you do <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the indie in the indie scene, every like there's a director who's usually doing everything. They're the director, the mm -hmm. producer, the writer. They do location management. They do craft services. They do everything. So it's like they don't really understand what it exactly is I do. Um, and so a lot of the times it's kind of like, well, you're just the, the producer because you're the wife, right? Until um, the credits start rolling, and then they, it's like you're name on every single credit. <laughs> and then most of the time, it's like when they see me on set because I've been an AD for probably about four or five other independent filmmakers in the. Jersey, New York area. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you see me on set and I have my clipboard and I am like, no, we need to move on. And like, I You're am. Like, oh, that's like, what oh, she does. She's the grown up. <laughs> oh, <on set. laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so I think I just got to the point that I, I was kind of getting frustrated where it was, uh, you know, it, not on him at all because he's really good about sharing credit and always, you know, saying that we do this together. Um, but on the outside world, it's kind of like, well, you're just the producer. You're just the producer. So it kind of was like in, inside of me a little fire where it was like, I can direct and I'm a filmmaker. And just because I'm not the director doesn't mean I'm not a filmmaker. Right. You know, and um, so I guess I just kind of needed that fire to take the next step. 
So this is something that you just need to get out of you, but yeah. it's not something that you probably are going to necessarily continue with, but at least you can say you've done it, you've accomplished it, you've done it to the best of your ability. I say that. I said that when I started it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm already working on my next one. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. But I think it's like, it's going to be more just, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested in making a feature. I'm not interested in stepping into that big story realm. I, I just kind of want to make shorts for like the stories that I want to, I want to see told. And I think that's really the important thing for me, you know, as a woman, as a woman in horror, especially, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, I want to get out there and, and tell the stories that I want to see. So why not make them myself? Awesome. Now, actually, um, going into that, um, question for both of you, why horror? Now, I'm not saying that to be facetious or anything, but obviously um, horror isn't necessarily a genre that, say, me or JT have much experience with. Mm. Uh, we've probably done more drama, definitely more comedy. Um, yeah. Comedy is definitely more my forte. Uh, so why horror more so than anything else? I guess that's all me. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been obsessed with horror movies my whole life. You know, uh, I've always... And in the 80s, it, horror was for kids. Okay. Literally, horror was for kids. If you watched horror movies, oh, horror movies for children. You know, Friday the Thirteenth was not something that adults went and enjoyed and said, "This is my favorite movie ever." No, this was something that kids watched. You know, because back then, it's just what you did. P- kids watched horror movies. You know, and 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 then you had horror movie toys. You know, you, you had Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street is about a child molesting murderer. Okay, <laughs> who comes back to kill more children. After they burn him alive, and who didn't have the Freddy glove when they were eight years old? Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, then, then you—I mean—you had Goosebumps and Fear Street and all those things. But Tales from the Crypt, which is an HBO show full of sex, full of violence, had a cartoon. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rambo, one of the most violent action films ever, <laughs> had a cartoon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Robocop. RoboCop had a cartoon. Exactly. All these really hard R films, kids, they were marketed to children. Plain and simple. It really was. I mean, and then you had on TV, you had, uh, um, I'm drawing a blank, you had uh, 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 Tales from the Dark Side and Tales from the Crypt and Monsters. You know, uh, the Outer Limits came back in the 80s. The Twilight Zone came back in the 80s. Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitch- yeah, you know, you had all these things that were on TV at night. So you're talking network TV here. So any kid could watch them. You're, you you got to go to bed at night. Oh, you're going to bed by 8 o'clock because you got school in the morning. Didn't, matter, didn't mean you went to sleep, especially if you had a TV in your room. You know, so I can recall being up till two in the morning just watching every like the late movie or the late, late movie and, and the horror movies, <laughs> the sci fi films. It was it was something that kids were into and parents were fine with it. You know, just all the it's just because, yeah. well, OK, for me, for me, it was my mother was OK with it because when my mother was young, she grew up in the, the Elvis era, you know, where Elvis shaking his hips on TV was risky. You know, that was risque, excuse me. And my grandmother was the type, he's just dancing, you know, and all the other girls that they knew, the only other girls, their parents wouldn't allow them to watch Elvis. But my mother loved Elvis. My grandmother didn't care, you know. So it kind of transferred to that when I was young. My mother's like, it's just a movie. He knows it's fake. You know, I, I mean, I read Fangoria and I read Gore Zone when I was young. And I was just, it's just, it's just something I've always had growing up. You know, so when I finally went into making movies, it's like, what am I going to do other than horror? I don't want to do anything other than horror. I have like no interest in I've shot 
drama and I've shot comedy and it just it doesn't interest me. There's no at there's none. Nothing there. None. No. I mean it's 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 a challenge because usually I'm the camera guy and I'm lighting. So it's a challenge because it has to look different. You know, horror, you can kind of hide mistakes in shadows. You can be really <laughs> weird with the lighting and people are fine with it because it's a horror film. But if you're watching a comedy or a drama and just suddenly there's like a giant shadow of the person behind the wall, it's like, what are we watching, Citizen Kane here? <laughs> you know, what is the purpose of every single, every single strange lighting decision has to have a purpose. Otherwise, you're going to completely disorient the audience. You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting lighting those things simply because it has to be perfect. It, everyone has to be lit well. So with the exception of the tech, the technical sides of lighting, drama, and comedy, filming it itself is just boring because it's like, oh, okay, put the camera there. And it's literally on the actors to do everything. If you have a drama, you could have the best script in the world. If you have crappy actors, then nobody cares. Nobody's going to watch this movie. doesn't matter how good the story is. If your actors can't sell it, then no. But... You could make a bad horror movie and there's an audience for it. <laughs> you can start making shitty horror films and just get better as you go on and people will enjoy watching you get better. Nobody wants to watch a, 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 a an comedy, comedy an awkward, yeah, a bad funny. comedy. Oh, well, his next movie will be better. His it'll be, you it'll know? be funny. No. Like, oh, I've been following him since he's been making bad jokes. No, you were not. <laughs> no one follows bad comedians. Hey, that's you know, Melissa McCarthy's uh, <laughs> husband keeps getting work. But... <laughs> you know, nobody follows them. But horror films, you have that levity to be to be bad and start bad because people say, you know, I can see the potential in this. You can't see the potential in a bad drama. Like, there's no. It's either it's good or it's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I could. I, there may be people who would totally say that I'm wrong on that because it's just not my field. It's not something I'm into. You know. But I feel like it's true. I mean, Troma has been making bad movies for 40 <laughs> years. Like, they do it on purpose. No. It's purposely bad. And yeah, what, it still makes money. Yeah, what's and, the exactly. one that's about to come out? Uh, Armageddon Shitstorm or something like yeah, that? You know, like seriously, that. the sci-fi channel is like Sharknado. Five. Five. <laughs> you kidding me? You know, but people love it because they give horror that, that wide berth. Well, I think it, it's, it's horror is fun. I think it I, is. That's it's very, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I grew up in the opposite of spectrum with him where it's like I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies. Um, you know, I was raised in, in a semi-feminist household. Hey, um, CJ's watching. Hey, CJ. Hi, CJ. Now, what counts as semi-feminist? Um, I mean, we weren't like burning our bras on like Sunday morning. <laughs> um, you know, but it, there, there was this you're not going to watch horror movies because they objectify women. Um, uh, that one. Okay. Yeah, they degrade women, they objectify women, you know, you're not going to watch it. It's just not. And then when I was growing up and, you know, in my teenage years and I was like, well, I'm going to try this horror movie. Maybe they're wrong because they're wrong about everything else. And I watched like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I was like, yeah, girls running up the stairs, you know, being stupid. Girls running through Pretty the woods, much. no bra. And like, okay, my parents were actually right. Jennifer Love Hewitt sticking her tits <laughs> out going, what do you want from me? With the, with the nipples <laughs> and the white shirt. like Yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, well, maybe they're right. And then when we met, um, God, I was, yeah, we, I was 19 when we met. And he was like, do you like horror movies? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, you just haven't seen the right ones yet. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've seen Scream. I've seen, I know what you did last summer. Not impressed. And then, you know, and he was like, watch this. And he put on Ginger Snaps. Oh, and, that is a good one. And I was like, yes, all about this. Yes. Is there more of <laughs> yeah. this? Because I need it in my life. 
Um, so to me, I mean, I kind of grew up where it was like, a, you know, sort of a Disney princess life, which is why I say semi-feministy, because it was like, don't watch horror movies because they objectify women, but let's just raise you in this princess Disney <laughs> crap. Um, you know, um, but so I grew up and I, I loved monsters and I loved Muppets and I loved Jim Henson and I loved Sesame Street, the concept that they're living with monsters. It's Cookie Monster. Um, so it kind of was an easy kind of transition that way, whereas like I already loved monsters and furry creatures. So I love creatures. I can love horror. So then I actually started out in makeup, um, doing the effects. Okay. Um, so I think that's really where my love of horror comes from. It's like making something that doesn't actually exist. So like the Jim Henson creature shop was like your transitional period. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like labyrinth, uh, mm-hmm. dark crystal, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Dark crystal's specifically for me because this the skeksis are just ugh. i love the skeksis they are so we, weird looking we I went to them. the um have you been to the jim henson exhibit at a uh, museum of moving image in no, queens no 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 <gasps> I, I, built, I saw those they built an entire wing of all jim henson stuff and there's actually one there it's about seven seven and a half feet tall yeah it's, it's gigantic i had no idea i thought they were like Four feet. I could have believed four feet, but there's seven. No, in order for like the yeah, actual puppeteer to full, be in there. Yeah. yeah, there's an actual person in it, and it's it's huge. It looks awesome. Yeah, they, they, they got big foot, big, big foot. They got Big Bird in there too. Big Bird's like eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, yeah. You know his name is Bigfoot. Like, you know you know they're big, <laughs> Big Bird. You know they're big, but until you see it in front of you, you don't realize. Holy shit! Yeah. Literally like eight feet tall, Big Bird. You're sitting like, oh my god! Like if this thing came at me, yeah. this is not the lovable Sesame Street no. thing. This is a giant murderous <laughs> yellow bird. Well, yeah, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like when it came to the puppetry. It wasn't so much the fact that the the mask and the face was right there when the person's face no. was, because yeah. they didn't have that technology no. yet. So mm. you had literally had to still keep. Yeah, moving. somebody inside, and then the head is two feet over them with all the mechanics and everything mm-hmm. inside and then they have of the it. Screen here, and they're literally like this, yeah. operating the thing that's up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's only crazy. now that you have like the fully animatronic face and helmet yeah. that people put on. Like you see that in Disney now, with like the eyes moving and the mouth moving when they yeah. talk. Yeah, it freaks me the fuck out that Mickey talks like that now, as opposed to just being like a. The dead face. Yeah. Like, over He's got Uncanny Valley on him. That's what the problem is. <laughs> oh, yeah, think about that now, having a big bird and seeing it in person, eight feet. How many kids end up de- seeing that and having nightmares for the rest of their life? It's kind of like, I, I'm sure it's the same thing as when they when you first go to see Santa Claus when you're young. and like, oh my God, what the hell is that? You know, you see it you see it on a Coca-Cola can and it's like, oh, that's a pretty, and then you see this, this fat guy with this big, long, white beard and he's just sitting there. <laughs> and now they're forcing you to sit on his lap. No, get away from me. I'm sure seeing Big Bird is... He smells sad like well, Uncle Jerry. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's actually Wait a funny. Second. He looks like Uncle Jerry. <laughs> My sister was obsessed with Sesame Street when she was little, so for her third birthday before I was born because you know they were my mom was pregnant with me and they wanted to make her birthday big so my dad actually rented a cookie monster suit but it was like one of those oh, like Jesus. really bad <laughs> cookie monster suits like Times Square the bad one. Oh god yeah no like that what is that horrible um, gizmo one that our friend has it's oh, like, oh that Mike has oh, oh Jesus he's got like the worst gizmo <laughs> like creepy gizmo costume yeah you know it's supposed to be bad it's creepy as hell giant eyes like the face is flat and Oh my God! It's, but every, it's horrible. But every picture from my sister's third birthday is her crying hysterically, and her face all swollen and pink, and like just staring <laughs> at this horrible monster that they had like gotten for her. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so going into puppets, um, just a little sidetrack from yeah. horror and everything. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the Happy, Happy Timers. Yes. Yep. 
Right, what's your opinion on that? I like, hate Melissa McCarthy, but I, I want to yeah. see that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I, Melissa. I'm so I, torn. She is she is the worst. I can't. She she's up there with freaking uh, uh, Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell for me. I just cannot stand them when they are on screen. I have no interest in watching it. None whatsoever. However, huh? However, however, the movie itself. Like I want to see this, and I just have to deal with her because the rest of it looks great. Um, I love it. I mean, uh, um, Brian Henson has been at this for a while, and it's really funny that not a lot of people seem to know about it, but he has this show called Puppet Up. Which is great. Which is amazing. I've seen some things of that. Um, oh, so good. I, I remember, I, did, I don't know if there's like, um, I remember there was one clip specifically. They had uh, two of the puppeteers doing like these old men telling a story about how they met uh, George Michael in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I don't know why that one sticks with me so vividly, but it just it, it hurts so much when I laugh about it. <laughs> no, the worst one we probably have seen uh, was um, what it is. Is puppet up is is essentially whose line is it anyway? But with it's a li- but a with, live show, a live yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, it's a live like, with, with off puppets. Broadway show. So essentially, they they get their assignment of like here's a situation, here's this, and then they have to act it out. So the worst one we probably saw. They, I think they had the hot dog puppets outside a concentration camp. Yeah. And and they were like, because it's a barbecue. Yeah, and it's a barbecue. They're having a barbecue with the hot dog puppets outside the concentration camp, and they're like, "Oh man, I'm just this warm, this warm sun is just heating me up. I can smell myself cooking. It's like it was horrible." You know, I thought I was bad with the Benoit jokes, but damn. (laughs) Yeah, they were kosher hot dogs too. <laughs> but uh, for my kosher for, hot dogs on a barbecue grill. For my birthday doesn't... one year, he actually took me to see the puppet up, and so I actually have one of the hot dog puppets because it killed me so bad. He's dead. <laughs> That's it. Show's over. I, I, I do want to jump back to that movie though, real quick. Um, so there was a little bit of controversy. Uh, controversy. I'm saying that right? right? Yeah. Uh, controversy. Controversy. <laughs> Well, controversy of uh, of that film. Uh, apparently, Sesame Street tried to sue them. From they, my understanding, they sued the the promotional team. Yeah, um, they didn't actually sue the Henson Company or whatever subsidiary. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look into it, but when I heard, I read the headline. I said, so basically, you're telling me well, that okay. HBO is suing the son of Jim Henson. Yeah, HBO bought Sesame Street, and now they're going to sue Jim Henson's son for Sesame Street. Okay, but here's the, really the important <laughs> yeah, part of this controversy. Yeah, I did didn't you see anything. the response? Uh, not the response, but I did know the. Well, I'll let you go. Well, here we go. Oh, Obviously, you're following don't, it. Do where's not, do phone? not argue. No, with, when it comes, no, when it comes no, to this Muppets, this is fantastic. This is you guys are gonna. Love we gotta this. find it because no, no, she needs I, a quote. I took a picture what? on my phone. Oh, okay. So the promotional team they went ahead and they got their lawyer. Should I think I deleted it? Of course you did. Oh, no, I didn't. They got their lawyer to respond to the lawsuit. That's a video? <laughs> you they have got to a find puppet this vi- lawyer. They got a puppet lawyer that like went and like responded in their in their stead. Mm-hmm. Nice. There is no right. such thing as I bad died. from publicity. I died. If you're died. watching this on YouTube, the link will probably be in the description. Yes, we will yeah. show that link. Yeah. We will That's got to go in the show notes. If you're, if you're listening on SoundCloud, it is not. <laughs> but it's like it's amazing like go I, to youtube I don't get if you're it. on soundcloud go to youtube <laughs> it's, it's fantastic um but i don't i don't get involved in a lot of facebook fighting i really don't like bring a lot of like that negativity hatred drama into my life i just kind of like here's my pretty picture or whatever and i'm just not even gonna look at what you say um this one though i'm getting really angry about people who are like jim henson 
is like the epitome of family-friendly entertainment. And I just cannot believe that they would do this. He, he is just destroying his own father's memory. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to tell Brian Henson what Jim Henson wanted yeah, to do with what his, his father's with his legacy was. You're going to tell him his own father's labyrinth? Yeah. yeah, maybe you need to really go back and take a look at Jim yeah. Henson's yeah. history. Yeah. You know, seriously, like there are a bunch of stoners that made puppets in the 60s. I'm sorry. They probably would have found this hilarious. hilarious. You know, the but, silly but, but the cult, money, he would have died. Yeah, the money, the money is in kids stuff. He yeah. wanted to just like Dr. Seuss. He wanted to educate yeah. and, and entertain children. But they both they both felt it, with when it comes to kids that they both felt that like this really sanitized nonsense that you were addressing towards children. You were dumbing it down for them. They don't they didn't. Neither Dr. Seuss nor Jim Henson felt like that was the way to treat children. They wanted to address the more adult issues. So I think that Jim Henson would be completely fine with the, with the Muppets growing up with this generation because they really put an impact on all yeah. of us in our in our in our twenty late twenties early thirties thirties even, you know they were huge in our life. So I feel like he we just would watched be the fine. dark trailer, the dark crystal, the new trailer for the yeah. dark crystal last night. We're like, I have to see this. I have to see mm-hmm. this. I have to see this. I'm 37 years old and I'm waiting for the new for the new Jim Henson show. <laughs> I saw the you Muppets. Know? The Muppets reboot. The Muppet the theater, TV yeah, show. We watched TV the TV show. show. I watched that. Yeah. I mean, if the Muppets can go to work and work in an office, why the hell can't we just have some, you know, some Muppet prostitutes? I mean, yeah. it's real life. It happens. <laughs> That's some rotten cotton. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was just me. I think I, I did kind of side with Sesame Street a little bit, only in the sense that if you did watch the trailer, it really, they made it sound like it was from the same studio. And that that was my mm. only my yeah, only yeah. Gripe I with mean, it. they pushed it with the you know no sesame all street. They they did yeah. push it with that you know and 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 that is part of what they're trying to do. I mean, even puppet up. I mean, did they have to do the Holocaust? You know, you know what it is. Joke I think, with I think they're dogs? also. No, but they. Did I think part of it the is envelope. they're also trying to be clear about what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many parents took their kids to see Sausage Party, and yeah. they were like, "What the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. Because they just saw a cartoon. And that's it. So I think that they're really trying to be clear. This is not a kids movie. So that this way it's like the people who are watching it, they're watching this. That's not there's no confusion as to what type of movie you're about to see, especially because it's Melissa McCarthy and Brian Henson. You know, so it's like there's a good chance that kids may come see this. We don't want children to see this. So I think that's why they pushed it so much like this is not Sesame Street. I, I will laugh if after having a trailer where the last 15 minutes was a puppet jizzing all over his <laughs> office, that a parent still goes, yeah. oh, I can't wait. Bring Timmy to, to see this. You know? But at the same time, kids, the parents were like, let me bring you my kid to Deadpool. That's completely, that, that's, exa- that's fine. That was an- another another thing. Deadpool, because, it's, because they've been watching Marvel for so long, so we take our kids to see Deadpool. Maybe the trailer wasn't clear enough that <laughs> this is not for kids. So let's go out of our way to make sure you know your children should not be watching watching this yeah. well, i, I think know? what you were saying at the uh a little earlier about like how who watched all these horror movies mm-hmm. children watch these horror movies mm-hmm. uh i just did another podcast with uh, scott churchson and mm-hmm. we were talking about all these movies we watched as kids and i'm like yeah i remember uh five years old i just finished kindergarten and i was sitting summer vacation on my couch watching robocop 2 by yeah. myself yeah 
It's like, who would let you, a five-year-old, watch RoboCop 2? My sister when and I, I are still traumatized from my when we were, oh, I God. mean, we didn't watch our movies. We didn't see that kind of stuff. And then when I was six or seven, um, Jurassic Park came out. My father dragged the entire family out to the, the midnight screening. <laughs> so we had never been up past midnight. This is completely against the rules. Now we're seeing this movie. My sister ran out of the movie theater. She literally like, <laughs> watched from the window. Um, I wound up on my mom's lap with like the fingers over the eyes. <laughs> and then we get home at like two o'clock in the morning and they put us to bed. And my sister and I are just, you know, trying to fall asleep. And all of a sudden the door handle starts <laughs> to jiggle. <laughs> and you hear this roar, like this roaring sound outside our door and then scratching on the door. And we screamed bloody murder for probably about 20 minutes to this day. I think my sister's yeah. still afraid of Jurassic Park. It probably took you, I don't even know how many years to get me on the Jurassic Park ride, and I was still like. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Jaws, too. Talking Jaws about too. that, uh, have you seen the trailer for Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom? Yeah. So you've seen the scene where the raptor is right there in the little girl's bedroom. Well, that's actually, that's. I mean, that's the other part that I missed of that story, which because I'm horrible at telling stories, I tell everything backwards. Yeah, she's terrible. Um, but <laughs> my parents, gave, I was, we were readers. So when I was six or seven, they gave me the Jurassic Park book because they knew the movie was coming out. Mm -hmm. So they were like, here's this book. Read this. So I'm literally reading the book. And inside the book, that is actually a scene from the book mm -hmm. um, where he eats that little girl. And then he finds the baby in the room next door, bites the baby, carries it off into the woods, and then descriptively eats the baby's face. <laughs> and then you see this scene in the upcoming yeah. film. Yeah. And it, All I saw and was it Jeff brings me Goldblum. back to that seven-year-old girl going like, oh, my God. All I saw was Jeff Goldblum. I was like, I'm there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what the rest of the movie's been. Jo Life Jeff Goldblum's back. Away. Yeah. I will, I I will fight through this movie just to see it. But the, the question is, will his shirt be buttoned up? Or <laughs> <laughs> but but to, to, to note on that, too, also, when, I was, when, when, um, when my grandparents died, I took the, I took the apartment that they, that they lived in, and we were cleaning it out, um, and we found in a drawer... Uh, my grandmother had kept me and my brothers all all of our old school oh, projects and everything, you know, like you had to do uh, whatever, like a book report or something, you know. And so my grandmother had a drawer with all of me and my brother's stuff from elementary school. And there was one of them that I found and I was uh, it was uh, it was second grade. So I was like seven years old and you had to create a holiday, create your own holiday. I created Freddy Krueger Day. And that's why I said, I really have been like this my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> you know, like uh, 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 I always wonder, like, was it just because you say to yourself, like, are you just misremembering your childhood and only remembering what you want to remember about it? No, I was just like this all the time, <laughs> and constantly. It, and it kind of makes sense to have that because obviously Halloween has Halloween, Friday the 13th has Friday the 13th. Yeah. Why isn't there a Freddy Krueger day? Yeah. I don't Why know, isn't but, there a nightmare day? I don't know, but seven-year-old me wanted it. Wanted it. Wanted a Freddy Krueger holiday. I keep trying uh, to start a holiday based Freddy Krueger a... Friday, but it's not really taken off. Yeah, it's not. It's not going anywhere. Michael, I, I think Jason works. already owns it. Yeah, so. yeah. that's true. Well, if Michael has hashtag it's Michael Myers Michael Monday. Monday, and it's really? a, it's a huge hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I feel like uh, Freddy is more of a Wednesday person. That's Werewolf might, Wednesday. Might that's Werewolf. Huh? There's a Werewolf Wednesday. Yeah, I, I'm behind on all these special <laughs> days. <laughs> She's a hashtagger. I'm a hashtagger. <laughs> So actually, I wanted to do a little uh, game with you if I could. All yeah. right. Something I developed. Um, no, 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 no. I draw the line at games. No, no. Simple stuff. Simple stuff. Now, obviously, shall we play a game? Line in the sand. Wait, crossing. wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, so obviously, uh, you have a lot of influence from like the '80s genre of the movies, uh, mm -hmm. especially horror movies. 
Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a mention of a more modern horror uh, okay. classic or franchise. Yep. And I want you both to give me the first word that pops in your head about them. Okay. All right? Okay. And see if... Um, Great We're being testing. We're being tested. Not, not necessarily tested, <laughs> but, you know, obviously you have those strong 80s influences. And I kind of have the feeling that a lot of the horror that's going on right now is significantly yeah. different. Well, this is Even the though point... it's more popular than it has been in yeah. some time. Yeah. This is this is the point where any horror geeks listening to like, all right, let's see. Let's <laughs> see if they're real. Oh, no, please. <laughs> they're, they're looking at me like, she's going to get this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first one on the top of my head. Um, saw. Cool. Lindsay? Buzz. I don't know. Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the Saw franchise, obviously, it's like eight movies in. And the first movie, it seemed like it was fine, but now that it was really like drained the well. I think the first three were really good, yeah. and they just slowly like fell off. I haven't seen Jigsaw yet, but the first three were great. I, I thought they were an excellent trilogy, and then it just kept going, and it got more complex to the point where I don't remember which movie is which. Yeah, you know, like but four, I, five, and six is like one big jumble to me. Like I don't know which one is which anymore. I mean, you know? I think I think it, it it touched the first couple. I mean, when it had Jigsaw and Jigsaw still had his purpose, you know. I think that was really what drew me into Saw, was the fact that this guy is literally. I mean, spoiler alert if nobody's seen the Saw series. It's a little at this old, point. I think. Come I on now, people get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, is that he's sick and he's dying, and now he's trying to teach people to respect life, and I'm like, that's awesome. That's an awesome twist, and that is the meat to me of what made it so interesting is like how far he's willing to push people in order for them to like reconquer that appreciation for their lives. <laughs> I mean, he's like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's a so, bunch of gore, gore effects. It's, I mean, gore it, effects are always fun. I watched it because it's like, yeah, no, that's what it is. It's that, that's like the line of like, well, you know, we're trying to make this movie that no, it doesn't mean shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you may, you may enjoy it. I'm, I like the may, twist. That's fine. I like the twist. I'm like, the first one was really cool. And the second one was great. When they threw her in that pit of needles was oh, awesome. Was you know, really I'm good. like, I just like to see the creative inventive traps. And then I think they became full of themselves and that message, yeah. which is where four, five, and six, and this just got so convoluted. Like, we're just going to keep having new minions following him. It's like, I don't, Jigsaw's dead. No, Why are yeah. we still going yeah, on this? No, I, I think he should have died with like, him. You literally I mean, killed maybe... your character off in the third movie and then decided to yeah. make three more. Yeah, that was unnecessary. But it's the same thing as <laughs> Final Destination, where it's like, how many more ridiculous situations can we put in to, to kill people off in strange freak ways? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Okay, so I won't ask about that one. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Final Destination, I've only seen the first three as well. Yeah. I've only seen, I didn't watch the others. Right. Th th this is his, but I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Oh, uh, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Dark Water. Uh, I've, the, I saw the Japanese one a long time ago. The Japanese one. Yeah, and I got like halfway through the Jennifer Connelly one. You know? So um, I don't really know. Uh, I don't have much of an opinion on it. It was, it was all right. It wasn't bad from what I remember. You know, the Jennifer Connelly one, I was only watching because of Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Couldn't care less about Wait, the Wait, is that the shark one? No, no, that's no. Open Water. That's open, open Water, that's no, no, what I'm no. thinking, okay. Yeah, no, this is Jennifer Connelly and a little girl, and there's like a oh. a water ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's I just like leaking through the whole house. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. I, I guess I, I was thinking more of the Japanese one, because yeah. that, that, that was one of my favorite horror movies uh, okay. from a few years ago. So Yeah, I don't remember it too well. I, there, was a, there was a time when, when Japanese horror was huge. Yeah. She just kind of watched all of them, and it's like, how many more movies with the girl, a little girl with long black hair can we really make? 
can I really see? Now, I, I get it. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure they watch movies like this. Well, how many little blonde girls are we going to stare at? You know? <laughs> So I, so it, it is, it's a cultural thing, but to us, it's like, it's just a black hair in front of her face. I can't see them. Every movie has the same type of villain, yeah. you know? So it looked repetitive to, to, to us because we're just not used to seeing that image as a villain, you know, but we see guys in masks. We have guys, we have slashers with masks and black gloves and we're totally cool. And we can tell every one of them apart because that's just part of our culture. We, to them, can, it's like, it's a big the, guy all, in a mask. All the different Jasons apart. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Character, different exactly. People. You can see which Jason is from which movie. Yeah. I know that I know the, the, the subtle differences in each mask, yeah. but to somebody else, like I, like you said, you guys aren't big on horror. You probably watch Jason. It's like, okay, Jason's Jason, yeah. but I can tell you if that's part five or part seven, you know? <laughs> So it's just it's just a matter of, you know, your own personal view on it and how you see it, All I right. guess. So we'll check off the grudge and we'll check <laughs> off rings. Ring uh, the ring was great. The ring was I good. loved the original ring you. That was yeah. excellent. But what about the American version? I liked I liked the first one. Yeah. With the uh, Gore Verbinski one was 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 good. You yeah. know, it, what my new favorite one coming out of the, that kind of area was the train to Busan. That was um, excellent. It was uh, excellent. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's a zombie flick, but it's like a zombie action flick. It's on my Netflix. Queue. Yeah, definitely it's see it. It's one where they're on a train and the zombies yes. are trying to yeah. get them. Have you yeah. seen Snowpiercer yet? Yes. Imagine Snowpiercer with zombies. zombies. Okay. And Snowpiercer was great. It was. I was so unexpectedly good. Yeah. You know. It was just so much. That movie was so much fun. So imagine that with zombies instead of, you know, poor people fighting their way through the tyranny of uh, <laughs> of a rich Ed, Ed Harris. And then one dude decides to box the zombies. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That's my favorite scene in the whole. That's my new action hero. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next one. Um, the Conjuring. They're cool, too. I like them. Yeah. I like them. They're not the greatest, but they're 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 good for what they are. I enjoy them. But now do you feel like maybe they've gone ahead and also thought a little full of themselves with the spin-off series like Annabelle and the Nun that's coming out and I stuff think, like that. I think I think the um the uh, uh Annabelle 2 was excellent. The, or the is it Annabelle two, right Annabelle 2 it was. It was the second Annabelle movie but it was yeah. like a prequel. It was yeah. like yes. the original. Yes, yes that prequel. was excellent. I yeah. loved it. I think that was my that's my favorite of the series. Yeah. Really? The close second of of the original Conjuring. Uh, my mother, who uh, I think she just recently saw Annabelle, mm. didn't realize that it was based off a Raggedy Ann mm-hmm. doll. Raggedy, yeah. Yeah. And she happened to have one that was in her closet for years because <laughs> she never gave it to my cousin. So when she found that, like, oh, I got to get rid of that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Scream. I, I liked it then. Yeah. I liked it then. Now there's so much self-referential horror. It's yeah. like, eh, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah, can you call that modern? Because that was literally 21 years yeah. ago. <laughs> well, the fact of 22. the matter is that they went, they did the original three, and then they brought in like the fourth one where you had Emma Roberts. I never saw the fourth one. Or the, now we have a TV show. I don't show. think I I never watched the show. I don't no, think I ever even saw part three. I've only seen the first two, I think. I, think I will say this. So. The first season of the television show, mm. really good. I've heard it was good. I've heard it. Just, I don't know. I just never watched it. All right. No, yeah. no, like, no, like, aversion to it. Just, I just never watched it. it yeah, it's really hard with TV because it's like you know, as much as you, you know, we all love binging things. It's like when you sort of know that there's a binge coming, you're just like, I have to find a weekend. You're literally gonna put. <laughs> I, I gotta set aside an. Is this show gonna day. be worth setting aside an entire weekend for? Oh, yeah. You know, so you end up not watching stuff simply because of that. 
Fair you enough. know, or you'll get like halfway through the first episode, like, yeah, I'm not feeling this right now. Like, it's good, but I'm just not in the mood for it at this moment. And then you end up never going never back going to back. it because you have that moment of I'm not in the mood, yeah. you know, and you try to say, well, what was the mood? I don't know. I'm just never going to watch it. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's try some more uh, individual movies rather than franchises. Right. Well, how, how many and you guys are probably going to be really annoyed at me saying this. No. How, how many uh, original horror films in mainstream are there these days? Tons. Yeah. yeah. Tons. Yeah. Like other than what you just mentioned, I can't. I personally can't think of any. Uh, There's, uh, I mean, Get Out. Was get Out is. True. <laughs> he was gonna go to Get Out. That was his next one. Is it? <laughs> Richard Grieco, if looks could kill, right there. <laughs> I used to love that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last horror movie we went to? Was like twelve thousand kids, and we were like, "What is happening?" Oh, it. No, no. There was some horror movie. Oh, um, uh, a Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. That was excellent. Awesome. Loved that. So you know, but we went to the theater, and there's like whole families of kids there. Yeah. Why? Because they saw John Krasinski. Yeah. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are in it. You know, oh, it's the guy from The Office. It's gonna be a funny movie. <laughs> Uh, not even close. I, I forget great. what I was watching. I guess someone else from the office got really big recently, and they mm-hmm. said, "Oh yeah, th- this person. Whatever happened to Jim? I guess his career went nowhere." I'm like, "You, you serious? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like him and Steve Carell are pretty much the yeah. only ones that went somewhere from there. Everybody else has their little. Oh, and uh, what's her name? Kelly. Maybe. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, she's big on TV though. Yeah. She's more more well, TV. Dwight and, and had, Dwight had his, his time in the sun for a little he while. Yeah, for know. the super. And, oh, he's coming yeah. back in the Meg. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I mean, they're all like a little, but yeah, Krasinski is like everywhere yeah. now. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That that it's now the uh, most uh, highest grossing independent film. Of all yeah. Time. One of yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Something like that. I'm, I haven't kept track of the numbers, but yeah, between between Get Out, Quiet Place, and It. Like horror is big business again. Finally, I didn't know if I wanted to count it because technically it's a it's a remake. I have no problem with remakes. Whether they're good or bad is subjective. By but I have no problem with them remaking films. None. I know that that's like unpopular opinion, especially with horror films. But I don't give a shit but because how can it really be an unpopular idea with horror films when you think about how many horror franchises? When the sequels come in, it's like the same movie See, over and I, over. I used to say that a long time ago too. I said, "Well, if they if they had called Texas Chainsaw, like if they had like like that new one with the Jessica Biel one, or is it Jessica Biel? Yeah, and that yeah, when yeah. no, yeah. no, it was Jessica Biel. Yeah, Jessica Biel. The, You're talking about the cousin? No, though. no, oh, okay. no. Before that, when Michael Bay was, was yeah, yeah, doing yeah. them, I said, Biel. "If you called this Texas Chainsaw Five, everybody would be fine with it. Yeah. But because you're calling it a remake, all the fucking fanboys have a problem. Yeah. You're remaking a classic." Kiss my ass. How many Dracula movies do you watch? How many Frankenstein movies? How many people would love to see a new creature from the Black Lagoon? Why is that so different? You're still remaking a movie. I guess a difference of 60, 70 years. Who gives a shit? A good story is a good story. Yeah. Period. A good well, story no, is... I, mean, I, I, think, I think that more movies, more stories need to be put into the public domain so that more artists can use them. Like I would love to see uh, Heather Buckley made this suggestion. She made she says this every so often on, when uh, when they talk about it because she's a, she loves Texas Chainsaw and I absolutely love Texas Chainsaw. I would love to see indie filmmakers be able to remake Texas Chainsaw like in their own style. Like take the original and just keep retelling this story. It is the most classic horror story of kids. Their their car breaks down and they find a psycho. You know, but it's it was done so perfectly. Fine, you're not remaking it, saying the original needs work. 
I don't see remakes as that. I see it as like the story was good enough to tell it again. How many times have you seen the Telltale Heart? If there was no, if 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 H.P. Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe were not public domain right now, what stories would you have? You'd be like, well, no, we can't do it because of this. We can't do it because, well, that's a Poe story and they own that and that's a Lovecraft. And that. How many Cthulhu movies have there been? How many movies are just based <laughs> on the Cthulhu mythos? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine an entire bunch of films with people that are not like just indie filmmakers making a French making different films based on a Leatherface or or even I don't even know like Godzilla yeah. something like that taking something like that into an indie film oh I'd love to see the evil dead and the deadites taken exactly on by, like other people you know hate to say it though you're saying yeah. if all these films got into public domain I picture if you put the 70s and 80s monsters in the public domain mm-hmm. the first thing that's going to happen is someone's going to create a monster squad with Freddy Krueger absolutely yeah. they, will. Yeah. they will they yeah, will and, and, and I'm not saying that they'll all be good no. I'm not saying that at all what I'm saying is that you should have the ability to make it good to do it yourself I'm not saying something 10 years ago should be thrown into obviously these you know they, these filmmakers still want to make but something that something from like the 50s is still is still uh, like the tingler could you imagine redoing the tingler now if you could actually do especially now that they have 4d cinema what? the tingler would be incredible now with with today's effects and today and good production value and a 4d theater would be amazing you know, I, I think I think William Castle would have loved. He would he would see he'd see the 4D cinema right now and be like, "I did this 60 years ago, and you're doing oh, it God. now." He would he would be pumping sense through the, those exactly. Like, forget you it. know what I mean? Like they were doing this in the 60s, and now we're doing it now, and people are calling it a gimmick. They were doing it 60, 70 it years ago. Then. It was a gimmick then. It's a gimmick now. Yeah. But if you could do that all the time, especially with some of these older stories, and and redo them like. You know, and and there's always with the remakes, everybody always brings up the fly and the thing. Well, those are exceptions. No, they're not exceptions. All right, they are exactly what they, it was a good remake. Some remakes are bad. Some are good. Some original films are good. Some are bad. I mean, you I, know, I, I also feel like you know with the remakes, it, it, it kind of depends. I mean, I, I'm not like everybody should make remakes. We should all like, no, get I don't think everybody should. No, no, but, but, I, but I feel like civilization, especially, has changed so much, and I think we as a society have changed that like. We were even talking about this in the car, like where, you know, the, the, the buddy movie has changed because this generation of men, your generation of men are not the same as our fathers were. Our fathers were very straight laced and they were like, I'm the breadwinner. And, you know, and, and now we were we have, they were Glengarry Glenn Ross back then. Yeah. You know, it was like, and now we have the to, movie tag coming out and it's like, it's so much more realistic to like so what fun. guys are. It's that like, looks like so know, much fun. <laughs> it, 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 there is this like, I want to be like, I want to play and I want to be stupid and I, I don't want to have to be like. An adult. An adult all the time. You know, so I think it's like, you know, even, you know, <laughs> the world has changed enough that I would like to see some of the stories retold Modern, this way. Differently. Modern way. Where it's not, women are not fainting or, you know, stuck oh, in, geez. you know, and women aren't useless. Like, I, w- I, I think there's enough changes in our society that it would be interesting to see the stories the, told. I just saw the thing that they just uh, announced uh, the <laughs> Pet Cemetery remake. Has, they've been working on that for a while. Lewis Creed is now a woman. It's a, it's a mother who's going to do it instead of. And I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, cool. I yeah. want to see that. Yeah. I want to see it. It's You're not doing the same exact thing. So the dynamic of the character itself is going Changes. to change. Yeah. Just because it's now a mother instead of a father. All right. I'm, I'm down for it. I want to see it. The Suspiria remake. I cannot wait for that. It look. It, I haven't seen anything of it. Just from the reactions. I'm like, 
Tilda Swinton is in it. I'm good with that. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring <laughs> up something that's probably real crap, but uh, uh, the, the other one that's doing a gender uh, change recently is Overboard. I don't, oh God, I, like I, don't original, I, I don't know if I'm like and not even, I, don't, I don't even think it's a gender change. I just don't like who's you, in it really. No, well yeah. it is it is a gender swap because the truth is if you were to do it that way now, they'd be like, So what you're telling me is Kurt Russell basically convinced Goldie Hawn to let him rape her every night. Yes. That's how you would look at it now. If this guy has convinced a woman with uh with amnesia that he is now her husband. You know? That's like kidnapping. Yeah. That is that is like creepy man kidnapping. You can't do that with a man doing it to a woman now. There's a lot of can't. movies. There is. Oh, yeah. the, totally. Yeah. Totally. That's and I think that's why they're that's another reason why they're remaking these things. They're like, okay, we have to change this a little bit because it doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't work because sensibilities were so different thirty years ago. Well, is is everyone here a fan of Rocky movies? Of course. Hmm. Yeah. I just finally rewatched it again, maybe a few months ago. Oh God, it's I, I th- that that scene in his apartment. She I didn't is, realize just oh my, him how just pushing bad. her up against the corner and slowly cre- like oh my God, dude, what are you doing to her? <laughs> Holy hell, she is like well, she is like the porn, worst. So. She is the worst written woman in like any movie I've ever seen. She's horribly written. Your mother's ears are and, burning right yeah, now. Yeah, seriously. And we were watching it one day, sitting it was like it was maybe two or three months ago. And my mother happened to have have to come to it was like it was a mar- it was a marathon on like IFC or EMC yeah. or something. So we're watching it upstairs, and his mother's watching it. Mother wa- she's watching. Yeah, my mother's watching it too. She happened to come up, the, up up to the apartment for whatever reason, and she's like, "Oh, you're watching this too." I'm I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." She she's the worst. This is terrible. My mother's like, oh, I love this so much. I love this. I'm like, but there. I said, Ma. I'm like, I know we didn't realize this then, but looking at it now, like, do you realize that she is literally useless? She, yeah. This is the most useless woman in the world. I, it's not well, not even that. She <laughs> in that that scene I brought up. She's she is trying to yes. leave. She yeah, is yeah. trying to and say yeah. I'm not comfortable. Uh-huh. And she oh, I, I meant the movie. Like... I meant the movie as a whole. She's useless. But yes, that, <laughs> that scene, scene. Yeah, he's she's trying to walk out, and he's just going to push her in the corner. No, you're not going anywhere. No, no, oh, it's dangerous. No, you no, stay here with me. <laughs> stay here. And then he puts his hands on her. His hands are the size of her head. Yeah. Like he covers her entire chest with his hands, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, he's going to eat her. But even before that, he's like blo- literally blocking. He yeah. closes yeah. the door on her. <laughs> he does like, that. It, it, that's I mean. Like if, if if this is a Gaspar no if movie. People have done that to me in my life, and I've been frightened. Like when like, when when a bigger guy puts his hand over your head and literally holds the door, and you know that like no, you're in the position no. that you should be able to yank this door. He's as wide but as his arm. That one hand, like on, the, and you're not getting that door. It's terrifying. Yeah, you well, know. We were but watching, it's like we were watching last night. Uh, Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, which is I love that movie. Love that movie. Absolutely love it. There's the one scene though where where um what's her name. Uh, uh, oh, it's the yeah. character is Christian, the the writer that that she meets in the art in gallery. It, in the art gallery, and he comes up and talks to her, and as he's talking to her, he's just circling her like a shark, like he talks to her hi, and he walks around her, and she just stands there and lets him circle her, and I'm watching it like. Who the hell does that? Who walks up to somebody and circles them like a shark? And her answer was... That egotistical asshole. And I'm like, wait a minute, this happens? She says, yeah, guys are like that. I'm like, it feels like he's... That really full of himself pretty boy 
Yes. They like he's like them. sizing her up and he's literally walking circles around her as she as, and she's not turning toward him and spinning with him. He's just circling her like a shark. And I'm like, why would you ever go anywhere with a man who does that mm-hmm. to you? Why would you ever do that? Ever. Like that's uh, it's that's like what is wrong with people? What is wrong? What is wrong with you to do that? That's like horrible to do that to someone. I don't think I've ever circled a person and talked to their back. <laughs> While complimenting them, I mean, you know, but, but, but he has a Maserati. Like he's seducing her. This is a seduction technique. <laughs> no, this is this is what this is what mountain lions do. All right, they circle you. Okay? It's like shark. This is Velociraptors shark right do yeah. that shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's three of them, so it's worse. But um, I'm sorry, I'm just let me living that moment. Society. <laughs> you know, but but I think that's why a lot of a lot of a lot of movies are being remade and all that because society is different now. So how would we? tell this story today i mean the big thing you know in the horror industry and it's a big you know when you talk gender swapping it does bring it up but it's like you know the 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 white whale of of horror right is making a female serial killer or a female killer that's not covered in daddy issues that's not covered in daddy issues and hasn't been raped and beaten yeah and is getting revenge and i think that's like the white whale that everybody's seeking to achieve um, you know, I'd love to see a female Leatherface. I'd love to see, you yeah. know, some like of that. She's like, just crazy. That's it. She, she just, just kills people because she's, she's crazy. crazy. She's just crazy. Did, it, wasn't that the first Friday the 13th? No, I mean, that, yes, but yes, yeah, but no. Yes, but no. Yes, it that that it's did the it. Clo- it's one of the closest ones because yeah. it, it it does speak. And and Betsy Palmer, we've seen her at a ton of different conventions, and she's fantastic. Um, because she she wasn't really a horror actress, so she really did bring that kind of drama mentality of finding a deeper reason for her character. Yeah. Um. So she's fantastic at a horror convention. She'll actually like if she's in a crowded elevator, she'll turn around to somebody who's standing next to her and be like, "You." You yeah. let my son drown. You were having sex you while my son sex. drowned. <laughs> you were supposed to be watching him. And she's like, and it's fantastic. And it's a really, it, it, it's a great motivator for a female killer. I mean, that's kind of like where we, we would I think, like to I think take that's it. the closest we've ever gotten is the movies where you have a mother, mother. protecting children. Yeah. You know, that's the closest we've ever gotten to a real like female serial killer, you know. But even then, it's not. She's not even a serial killer. She's she's targeting specific people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking somebody like another one of the close ones. American American uh, um, American Nightmare with Debbie Rochon, yeah. which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, and it's she's just crazy. She's nuts, and she kills people, and that's it. Yeah, there's no reason behind it. But a lot of people felt the movie was kind of empty because you don't because people have a problem with a woman just killing people for no yeah. reason but some guy who kills people for no reason is just fine American Psycho he's a lunatic and he kills people and you accept it if it was a woman doing it people were like well what's her reason why does she need a reason because she's the giver of life you are you a yeah. woman you why are does a woman she need you give a deeper life reason. you nurture life you don't why can't women life? just be crazy we could just be crazy <laughs> yeah well, uh, especially because it's always a joke of, oh, man, that crazy bitch I dated. Crazy bitches. They're just yeah. crazy. Why yeah. can't they just be killers? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't need to cut you off. Oh, ahead. No. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, have you guys ever heard the game or played the game uh, Dead by Daylight? Uh, the video game, right? The video game. Yeah. Uh, I've never played it. I don't know if I, I think I have it. I think uh, it, was, uh, it was a PS3 game, right? Uh, it's a PC game. Basically, it's oh, uh, no. Uh, you have a few sets of players. One set are the survivors. The, uh-huh. the other one's the killer. And okay. 
basically the, the killer is trying to kill everyone. Okay. So they created all these serial killers. Some of them, it, one of the more interesting ones and why I bring this up is one called Bunny, which is just like a female version of Leatherface. Okay. And it's oh. like, yeah, that, that stuff can work. Chainsaw Sally. Bunny. Chainsaw and, Sally. Chainsaw Sally. And, uh, yeah. She's... she's- She's independent, right? Yeah. Sally was yeah. she she kind of took on that character of becoming a female yeah. Leatherface, but it didn't take off because I don't know. I think Dead by Daylight did come out because there was some there's some video game that's got all these all these plugins for different killers from different movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it became so big that uh they Freddy got into it, uh yeah. Michael got into it. Yeah, yeah. I Jake- think- I think it was on PS3. I believe, it, or maybe is it, it more probably, recent? It probably has a port. I know, I know it was more popular on PC, but it probably has a port for Xbox and yeah, PS3. something. There was there was some port. game I got similar to that that I got it on PS3 and like a month. I got two or three games at one time. And like a month later, my PS3 died, so I've never played Ooh. them, and they're just sitting there. So, and it, so I ended up. I'm like, why am I going to buy a new PS3? PS4 has been out for a year already. So I just bought the PS4, and of course, no backwards compatibility assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got these three or four games that are just sealed, sitting there like I've got nothing to just do. Just mocking them. you. Yeah, you if know. You wanted to play. Well, you can still access it in safe mode and then download it onto a diff- separate uh, hard I drive. I don't have that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, a lot I, of commitment. Really, I play. I I play games ev- so rarely. You know, I think I just I just rebought the the remastered version of Paradise City, uh, Burnout. You know, and that's the first video game I've played in like eight months. Wow. I just I really don't play all that often. You know, I've had the PS4 ever since then, and it's I think I've got like maybe eight games for it, and three that I still haven't played. Well, you're, you know? a, you're a movie person. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, games are just like an escape, but it's like I feel like if I'm sitting there playing a video game, there's so many other things I could be doing. Like I could be <laughs> editing something, or I could be working on somebody's poster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like oh, I yeah. could be yeah, doing yeah. something else, and I'm just I feel bad every moment that I'm playing a video game. <laughs> All my friends are into the culture, so I feel like, yeah, I gotta be in the culture. But uh, no, I'm no, just, no, I'm just like you. I'm like, <laughs> well, my brother, my brother's into it too. My brother used to do uh, Half Life tournaments, you know. So I totally get it. Like he was a gamer. Like he went, they went to the big tournament in Texas like years ago. Him and his team. So I get it. You know, it's just like I just have an entire. So to, so it's like it's almost like if he were sitting watching a movie, he's like, I could be sitting. You know, training with my team. His fingers are yeah. Yeah, exactly. If he's just sitting watching a movie, he feels the opposite. Like that's a that's a game that's a work to him. That's well, work because he can also... be he can make money doing that. You know, I like I can make money editing somebody's trailer. Well, I mean, you I think know? it's also the fact that we lost all of our friends that don't make movies at this point. <laughs> it's just too. like, you guys, like, you need to come to my birthday party, and then, like, next week is my birthday party, and I'm like, I, no, I got a film I, festival? Like, I can't, I can't be doing this. Like, I'm sorry. No. Like You guys see it. We're at one film festival after another. It's yeah. like, I don't have time for people's birthday parties. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just can't do it. I can't do it. It cost me 50 bucks just to get to a, just to get to a festival in Jersey. <laughs> you want me to buy you a present and be at your, oh, God. <laughs> well, what's something you touched on. Uh, you said you also do people's artwork. Uh, I have yes, I've done I've done I've done a couple of book covers and uh, I've done poster art for people and things like that. Yeah. Okay, good because this actually uh, segues me into something else that I have here. Oh, okay, oh, we've good. got there are more presents. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Magic I know bag. I know when you post, sometimes you post your findings and your movie collection and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you follow the man on Instagram, he usually has like a whole stack of like DVDs <laughs> showing off the titles and everything. Yeah. You know, he just like builds and builds. Now, these you may already have. Okay. However, I did see these and I thought the artwork for the covers for them was exceptional. Okay. okay. So I wanted to go ahead and get you a couple. Watch him pull out some Joe Robinson. Oh. No, no, I got you. Um, this is a Jeepers Creepers. Okay. Oh, oh, yes. All right. The special, yeah, the, yes. the, the, the covers that we, yeah. The and special. Child's Play. 
Child's yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Child's you know, Supply. I didn't get one. the Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Yeah, these are the ones that um I I mean we get the Blu-rays, but yeah, they come out on like Best Buy or Target every Halloween. They do like they 10. do entire line of these. Yeah, That's every awesome. year they do a bunch of. Yeah, I got myself the um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space one. Myself. We have that. So. Yeah. yeah, we have I got that, that one. That's I got. I have the Fly. I have Carrie. Um, I've got to have behind 50, the door. The be on the other side of the on door. On the other side of the door. Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of them. Every year they come out. These are awesome. There's like four or five that they redo the same movie and they just do new art. It's like, how many times can I rebuy this? Yeah. <laughs> so I just get the new ones. But I mean, this stuff is cool. Now, going into that, how much of the look is important for something like in horror? A like, obviously, it's everything. It's everything. Because, I mean, you think about the ones that are very historic, like Michael Myers, like Jason, and you look at them, it's like, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> I forgot there's a simple. camera. I was like, "Oh wait, there's a camera." Yeah, you know, show them on the camera. Dale. But Dale. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're very simplistic in their makeup. Unless I mean, let's go to something like you know, like a pinhead from um, you know, those Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Mike Myers is just a guy with a Shatner mask. Yeah. Well, that's you know, it. That a is, lot of that comes down to what their budget was. You yeah. Know? A lot of it comes down to just that. I, uh, Halloween, they had Halloween. a mask and they didn't like it. It just didn't work, so he ended up going to a store and buying the closest, like a, just a plain mask, and it was a William Shatner mask, and they just painted it white I and mean, used that. The thing, though, too, though, is I mean, technically, I mean, this will be controversial to say. Oh no, it's always controversial. Oh, we, oh, we no. want some controversy. But, yeah, you know, oh, Michael Myers. Controversy. Is, 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 yeah, controversy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was the first. So it's like you have to like put yourself back in that mindset where it's like, you know, slashers weren't really a, a, a thing before Halloween and closely followed by, you know, Friday the 13th. You know, so they could put an all white mask on somebody and keep and embrace that blank anonymous killer because yeah. people hadn't seen that before, you know, and it's you can't apply like today's mindset to that. You know, I mean, it's back in the day, like when they first started shooting film and, you know, the cowboy pulled the gun and, sh you know, people were like. You know, they were startled by it. They were scared by it, yeah. you know, and it's, it, it, it's, you can't put yourself, like, people now say, like, oh, my God, The Exorcist is the scariest movie I've ever seen, and I'm like, where? Not anymore. <laughs> but it was back then. In 19, but back then, it yeah, was terrifying. Yeah, 1978, 79, this was, you know, in the 70s, that was terrifying, because it never seen anything like that before. You know, and that's that's really what made horror what it was when it was doing something new, something different that yeah. you have not seen, crossing new boundaries. Well, you know? it's like I think about someone like Freddy Krueger. Like mm -hmm. you look at the kind of look he had; it, it was simplistic, mm -hmm. and, and you know, not a lot to the outfit, with the exception of the glove, mm -hmm. yeah, and maybe just like some old pizza cheese thrown on his face <laughs> at best. Yeah. And then you look at like the remake they that did, terrible. And, it's terrible. Overthought. They yeah. put too much thought into it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, you changed like too they much. They didn't put enough thought into no, it. No, they they actually overthought it because the, the he had a full makeup that he did. And then they CG'd more. They CG'd holes into his face and they just, they smoothed out this and they smoothed. And it's like, you went too far now. Like if it had just been the practical makeup, that'd be one thing. But you watch the movie, he looks like a turtle. He looks like a turtle. <laughs> he really does. He looks like a distorted, damaged turtle. He's Leonardo they just, with all the knives. Yeah, because they smooth things that they tried to make it look like a real burn victim. And it's like, yeah, that's not something we enjoy looking at. We don't want to see, so we, you know? It's like, that's a horrible thing that happens to people. 
you know and now we're trying to make it look realistic it's like all right this isn't like scary well, anymore it's kind of sad looking didn't they also it. try and apply science to his glove where like they had to yeah. have certain kind it wasn't just like razors but it was like, like well if this would then this would well, be too this, heavy then and this, this, then this then yeah, yeah it was it's like, like no, stop i think that's what hurt the movie a lot too was the realistic even yes. in the kills like yeah, he killed absolutely. most of the people with his hands it's like you have the power to come up with any death trap yeah. possible. Yeah. And we're just yeah. going to... Yeah, exactly. And, and Jason was the same thing. He's known for the machete, but he'll kill you with anything. That sleeping bag death is the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you watch Friday the 13th. What's he gonna, what's he gonna who's he going to kill and what's he going to kill them with? <laughs> there, there's some movies that remake and it's like, okay, put a little more thought into yeah. it. But when the 2009 uh, Friday came out, I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to see all the cool deaths. Yeah. yeah. When did Jason become a kidnapper? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he, he's got this girl held up for how long <laughs> seriously like that's jason no he's a mind he's a zombie yeah. jason is a fucking zombie like it or not he's a zombie he's a dead kid that somehow came back at 35 years old yeah. all right <laughs> fine you know no in this one well that's not going to happen so he's been living in the forest the whole so he's alive so he's a human being okay <laughs> now he has a sister what and he's got her chained in the base what well, it's not even a basement. It's a hole he dug out. He dug a hole in the ground. <laughs> what? This isn't Jason anymore. This is Leatherface now. Yeah. This is now Leatherface. You, you should have just gone and made your own killer. Yeah, you should have just done something different. And that's why they were terrible. Yeah. Because you you changed the rules of the character itself. You made him something else. Rob Zombie did the same thing when he did Michael Myers. He started, he, he gave him mommy issues. So now he's Jason too. Yeah. You know, like he was, he, it was Michael Myers who just killed people because he was crazy and he was just this murdering machine. Now he's got mommy issues. So we've combined him with Jason. You've gone too far. You've overthought this. That's super awkward when you have your wife play the, the mommy that's giving the little boy issues. It's <laughs> kind of weird. I just, well, I nobody else will hire her. So <laughs> could have been worse. Could have been in space. <laughs> we, well, we we were trying leprechaun in space and I, I we tried it like five times and we fell asleep like every single so time tough. i, I, I never all, made it to the, the end the pinnacle is leprechaun in the hood oh, space God. doesn't even come close <laughs> yeah that's the only one that got a sequel i just leprechaun I, back to the hood yes yeah. i just remember seeing uh in space four o'clock in the morning when i was 15 years old on cinemax uh, I'm like is this a porn yeah <laughs> pretty much there's, there's the midget the jason J- jason was in jason x uh, jason in space it wasn't terrible no but it wasn't great either you know it was but again you watched it like it's just another thing of jason killing people and that's it you're not looking for real substance like you, that's why the characters you don't give a shit about I the think characters. that's the problem you now you want them to die where it's like <laughs> those originals were like this is just an adventure of like yeah. What's he going to do now? What's exactly. he going to kill them with now? How are they going to die this way? You know, and, it, and now it's, people complain. People, well, I didn't connect to any of the characters. Who cares? It's going to be dead in five minutes. Who gives a shit? Well, Who then cares? This, then this isn't for you. I mean, I think people try too hard. I mean, especially I think the studios try too hard to make it for everybody. And it's just like that's no. If no. you're not along for the joyride of the killer and the nonsense he's about to you know drop on these these stupid kids heads this mm-hmm. isn't the movie for you like like if you said i didn't care about the characters in a quiet place i could see you having a problem with that yeah. that movie is it's a character based story you're following this one family's fight for survival all right you have to have character development i don't need character development in scream 17 mm-hmm. I really don't care who these kids are. I'm waiting for the killer to show up and kill them in inventive ways. That's it. 
I don't want substance to it. Well, just I want to shut off my brain and watch a bunch of blood scenes for 90 minutes. It's and sort that's of like it. the whole Batman thing where I was like, okay, we all know what happened to Batman's parents. You know, it's like, do we have to keep showing the fact that we know <laughs> we are here for Batman to put on a suit and kick some ass? But someone had to say Martha. <laughs> I know. Somebody had to say Martha. The worst Your scene in the whole Martha. Movie. My I mean, Martha. Th- this is me opening not, up that let's, can let's of not, like yeah, not do please this. Please don't. Please don't. Um, with me because no. this is going to be an argument. <laughs> but, but they but are so not going to agree with no, me. No, they're not. So let's just walk away from it. Um, but no, I, but I think that's like, it's, it's, I think these studios and I think, you know, as a filmmaker more and more where it's like, I watch these movies and I'm like, you know what I would have done? And I like my version like way better half the time, you know, because it's just like, I, you're trying to please everybody and it's just, that's not. Everybody has that that idea of oh what what they what they would do with the story yeah and the problem is that they put it on the movie before they go in yeah you True. know you want to see that but it, that's no that's not that's like how what, it it's is like what it was with Avengers everyone had their ideas about how the movie was going to go down yeah mm-hmm. and then when it I, does happen I did not like Infinity War oh god at here's all. another can we should just so I'm saying, <laughs> so I'm, saying I'm not going to no. this is this, we're, we're not, <laughs> no, I did, no, it's I did fine, not it's fine. I did not like it at all okay and uh, uh, I don't like Marvel movies. All right. I just don't like Marvel movies. But I love DC's movies. Okay. You know? See? The look. What? What, what is wrong no, no, with no, this no, guy? No, no, no. <laughs> but that... But, no, but, you, you have the uh, the right to be wrong. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See? <laughs> and this is what I said. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. You know, but that but that's the thing. Like, every, people put their own spin on the movie when they walk in before they've even seen it. You know? Um, my spin on it was what happened in the comics. But I'm, I don't care if they change it because it's not a comic book anymore. It's not a comic. This Some is a movie. Some things that, that work is, in comics don't work on. Yeah, right. you know, I mean, there were point. There were points where, like, uh, in in Captain America, for God's sake, there was a comic book. There was a comic book. Quicksilver and 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 Scarlet Witch are brother and sister in the comics. Okay, I'm not. I don't know if they are in the movie or not. They are. But they, are. they are. Okay. And at one point, they fall in love in the comics. And at in another one point, line, yes. and, and, and one storyline, exactly, in one storyline. But you want to stay true to the comics. They are brother and sister. They fall in love. They think Wolverine is their father, and he watches them have sex. Yeah, I heard about that. It what? happens. What? That Yes, exactly. So right. you want to stay true to the comics. Let's do that. Is that going to work? No. Why are we picking and choosing what has to be comic lore and what isn't in the movies? It's a movie separated from the comics. And, and, and I went into Infinity War the same way because I'm like, okay, we're not going to have death. We're not doing that whole storyline of him impressing death. We're not doing that. Got it. Right. You know, the movie's going to end with, and I was so waiting for that. And it happened. My problem was. Spoilers. With, yeah. Yeah. Spoilers coming. Everyone my, dies. No, I'm going to. Well, spoilers yeah. for no one who's the read movie, the comic. No, yeah. for I'm, not, I'm not going to get specific. Yeah. I'm not going to get specific. My problem was with who they allowed to survive. Because I've been watching them for ten years. What do I give a shit about them anymore? You know, there's other characters here. Yeah, you just introduced all these other characters for the last two or three years that are doing great, and you killed most of them off. They're coming back. It's always, it's always. Well, they're gonna come. I get it. They're all coming back. I know there's. I understand there's a part two, and I know they're coming back. Why did you you kill those characters? But you basically told me that 
that the new characters that you just spent three years building up, breaking box office records, are literally inconsequential for the first half of the next film. It's just like that guess you don't what? need Rock them Lesnar to say. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's literally Whoa. what it was. It was I WWE. That it was WWE all over again. I'm like, okay, so great. No, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns are the only ones that matter. Doesn't matter how good anybody else is. They are the two that matter, and they're the main event. Mm. And I looked at it like Captain America and Iron Man. They're the main event. Who gives a shit about everybody else? As long as they're still there, even though their movies were sick of them already. Iron Man, he doesn't even want to do it anymore. Robert Downey Jr. tried to pull out of the movies. He's like, I'm done doing this. And you still let him live. Come on, just move on. Give somebody else the spotlight. You've been building them up. You've got Hawkeye survived and he wasn't in the fucking movie. He wasn't even there and he survived. Hey, hey. Disney knows what they're doing. Look what they're doing with Star Wars. Nothing's going wrong there. No, no, no. Different department. Different See, department. Yeah. See? There Different department. See? Last Jedi was amazing. I, I liked it. loved yeah. it. It yeah. changed The fans every- hate it, but I liked Fuck it. Fuck the fans. <laughs> it changed everything about Star Wars, and that's why I like it, because we've been watching the same movie over and over and over again for 40 years, and everybody's like, this is great. I love it. <sighs> no. I've, I, Darth Vader was all I like about Star Wars. It's all I've ever cared about. The rest of it is like, eh, okay, it's it's a hero's journey film. Got it. You know? But the villains were great. The Sith were awesome. And I love the way they developed them. Uh, 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 I even love I even love episode, episode three because it's the build-up of Darth Vader. It's the payoff. It, yeah, it's the payoff. The no scene is terrible, you know? <laughs> but... The rest of the movie, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I loved watching them fight in in a lava pit. That was awesome. Watching how he loses his body parts. Yeah. This is cool. This is what I. Yeah, it was. But that's fine because it's Star Wars. I'm not expecting Glengarry Glen Ross out of this. I'm expecting a dumb action movie. Yeah. You know, I'm expecting A-B-S, people. ABS always yeah. be sithing. Yeah, exactly. I'm expecting people to have lightsaber battles in weird places with nonsensical plots and women who don't matter. That's literally all Star Wars has ever been. You know? Princess Leia was great, and then they stuck her in a gold bikini because the women don't matter in but these movies. But then she choked that guy out, and it was awesome. And it, she and put her unt- heel and up on him, saying. and she pulled the chain. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but because she had to get out somehow. And then she got you know, force powers. But, but that's how these movies out, always you know were. She was like, that's how they always have been. It's just been all about the guy who's going to save yeah. the universe and get the girl in the end. Jedis. Yeah. You know, really, how how long was that rule? No, no, that, that there's only male humans can be Jedi. There's only no hu- male humans. You know, be- other 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 species females. Can so be I Jedi. like that. I like Fuck what they're doing. Those women, human women, they can't be Jedi. <laughs> I like what they're doing. Human with the new women stuff. cannot be Jedi, but they can't. I'm we're sorry. So, I was one of those. We're girls. so not the fanboy opinions. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was one of those girls. I grew up, and my my cousins had the Ninja Turtle toys, and they had GI Joe, and they had Ghostbusters, and they had like all these toys. And it was like, then I was like, oh, guys, can I play? And they're like, here's April. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you can be the reporter. You can be the reporter. A- April just... had a gun. Yeah, but they 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 like, here's April, and here's like April had a gun. Like she hold, ever used it. The Ninja your Turtles hand up like this and chase us around so you can get the news footage. Like that was. That was she, my life. She had a gun, but the Ninja Turtles didn't even use their weapons. No, no. Everything was a was was a hand to hand fight. When have you ever seen Raphael stab someone? Yeah. yeah, think about it. They don't actually use their weapons. Those are murderous weapons. He's got a sword. He's got knives. They don't use them other than to deflect. 
But then when the then, then the foot comes at them and we're going to do this. You've got a friggin' knife on your back and you're going to fight with your hands. Kill the motherfucker. No. And considering the fact that two of them had stabbing weapons. Yeah. The yeah. only one that ever got banned in a country were the nunchucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I thought they were you know? No, Bostaff didn't get banned. It's a broomstick. Uh, <laughs> Michelangelo was not allowed to use the nunchucks yeah. after a while. That's why the grappling hook became his main weapon. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Because I thought they kids went from were, the nunchucks and then kids they were hitting the themselves in the head with nunchucks. Yeah. You know? But there's the thing. Like you said, they got stabbing weapons on them, but they never used them. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I, not that that has a point to do it, but the fact, like <laughs> you least, said. That was a weird tangent. Yeah, it was. But, but like you said, April has a gun. Not like she's going to use it. No. I didn't even know she had a gun. Where did she have? I don't know. That's what he said. And the toys. And the toys. She had a gun. You sure it wasn't the camera? It was a camera. It was a camera. You connected the two to make the camera. The holster. Actually, you pull it off, and it was a handgun. Oh. Oh yeah. So was she a secret agent? No, she was just protecting herself. Okay, Okay. so I should have just gone with Janine. You mean the four giant? They handed me the phone, and they're like, "You're Janine." You you should. Yeah, you know. (laughs) You mean the four giant life-size turtles that are following around weren't weren't uh, protection enough? Well, they're trying to fuck her, so. Casey Jones. Uh, I did. I did like the extreme Ghostbusters, though, where the, uh, I think the the female lead was the leader yeah. of the group. Yeah. Essentially, she, cartoons she was, were cool. She, yeah. she was essentially like the Ray of the group because yeah. she was the one with all the occult knowledge. Mm-hmm. But she was cooler than Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she was significantly. Oh. Uh, I, I don't think the not everybody can be Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for that one, I think Egon was still the leader because I mean, obviously yeah. he was the elder. He was the no, Zordon of this in the, of this in the show. Car- in the cartoons, Peter was the leader yeah. of the group. Peter right. Peter, but, Peter was the leader. And well, the no, no, we're talking like the, the extreme work. Ghostbusters, where oh, okay, yeah. Egon pretty much brings these four kids together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. got the one voiced by Alfonso Ribeiro, who's like you know the shy, quiet black guy. You mm-hmm. got. The one in the wheelchair who's all aggro. Uh, you, got, you got the Hispanic one that's always hitting on the girl. Mm-hmm. That was that was the Peter. Yep. <laughs> Inclusion. How they never how they never made a movie on that one. That I wanted to see than, a movie on that one. It really would have been cool. Like the casting would have been great. There, there's so much you could do with the Ghostbusters universe. I, I, I think a reboot wasn't needed. They could have just moved on from there and turned into a franchise, and mm-hmm. you could add a whole new group of people among. The yeah, larger you, Ghostbusters. Each, each city could have had their own. I'm cool with that. Yeah, you know? yeah franchise, yeah. franchise busters. And that, that, yeah. New York is the only place that has ghosts. Yeah. Well, Freddy versus uh, Ghostbusters, which was an independent film, but mm-hmm. the whole point was, hey, they started a Ghostbusters franchise in. Yeah, I think Utah. Imagine, imagine a Ghostbusters franchise in New Orleans. Awesome. You know, like just voodoo, voodoo creatures and monsters and ghosts everywhere, like wronged oh. souls stuck, oh my in, God. stuck in like haunted pots, just covered in fucking uh, uh, barbed wire and stuff. Head. You know, it, like it, instead heads. instead of doing the NCIS uh, TV shows, you just make a whole bunch of Ghostbuster shows. Yeah, and they're in different locations. Yeah. Yep, yeah. you know that work. I, that's called the Travel Channel at this point. <laughs> <laughs> And they actually touched on that on uh, how it should have ended. I don't know if you follow that YouTube channel uh, where they do yeah the occasionally anime. yeah I've I've seen a couple of videos. yeah they did uh, how it should have ended mm-hmm. and they basically just had uh, the kids imagining uh, Were they in an Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters <laughs> to beat up Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I believe they're real, and then all of a sudden they just come into existence. <laughs> got Batman hitting them in the face. It's like perfect. Well. We are around an hour and a half in, oh, so I think we, we're good at that. We're good at that stuff. Yeah, podcasting. We just keep going and going. No, it's great. It's great, <laughs> and I no, it's 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 great, uh, and I enjoy you guys for coming on and all the stuff we yeah. talked about today. Um, Quite any, the education on horror, that's for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Go ahead, woman. Final thoughts. Well, I mean, <laughs> is there anything down the pike that we should be looking forward to? Uh, well, I have a screening of Beneath in Long Island at the Long Island International Film Expo in July. I'm um, July 17th. July 17th, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Is, I'm, I'm screening with some really awesome indie horror guys, Lucas Hossel, uh, Jeremiah Kipp, and Tom Braggs. All right. So yeah. It's a really good block. Come on out if you're around the Long Island area. It's a Tuesday night, so I know it's kind of rough. But yeah, Tuesday, July 17th, 7 p.m. at the Long Island Film Expo. Long Island, Long Island International <laughs> Film Expo. It's we got to make sure mouthful. people hear the, like, the whole title. Life. So this way, if they go yeah. Googling the, uh, it. Yeah, uh, L-I-I-F-E. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you were just on a shoot, though, right? Yeah, that was for another, it was for a short film um, called Father of Lies by uh, Rogue Chimera Films. Okay. Uh, I so, like that name. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is, I'm currently editing that. Like, okay. As we speak, like right now, in my pocket, it's editing now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm editing that. I'm editing that. Uh, so that's what the couple gonna, calls it, rendering. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're going to start entering that into festivals in July. Okay. So um, that is a that is the uh, it is a story based on the original Norse mythology of Loki and Thor and the brothers and how Loki gets um, gets imprisoned. They imprison his children. And they tie him to a tree and they leave him there. And people in modern day find Loki and release him. Which is where the whole thing from the mask comes from. (laughs) We don't bring that that part up. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because that's where it all stems from in the mask. Uh, The mask that he uses is basically uh, from Loki. And the reason it looks the way it does is because of the whole myth of Loki being tied to the tree, which is why the mask is fully made out of wood. There you go. There you go. Yeah, they, they, they I know um, stuff about comedy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the um his his three brothers imprison his children because Loki is not um he's not of the he's not a seer like them. He's not of the same race. Mm-hmm. And he's his wife is an a seer. Uh so they consider his children to be abominations. One of them is apparently a snake that is large enough to wrap around the earth. Which I think and, they've played into God of War, the game. Yeah. And the other one is, one of the other, the other child is a giant wolf. Veneer. Uh, and the third one is Hell, which yeah. in the movies is his sister, but it's at, that's actually his daughter. And, and, and if you've, and then with the Marvel films, they bring about Ragnarok. Lots they bring about incest. the end of, yeah. It's actually his daughter, but no, there's none of that in the in right. the thing. It's actually his daughter, and uh, basically, the, the according to the legend, when um, this is so sim- extremely simplified, but according to legend, when hell is when 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 Loki finally finds gets gets hell and she's released, they bring about Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. is the end of everything. Right. You know, so uh, they're doing their own spin on that story. And we can probably hope to see that before the end of 2018. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the yeah, I have I have a deadline for them, which means they they gave me a deadline, which means they're going to be putting it into festivals by July, so it should be screening by the end of the summer. Awesome, you know. And then we have our your short film that we just uh, was also in editing and oh, post yeah. that'll be making a film festival. Hopefully soon. Yeah, we soon. do. We've been doing. I've been doing this kind of web series called Dark Tales from Channel X. Mm-hmm. 
which is not really a web series, but like I like the anthology format. Mm-hmm. So whenever, I, whenever, honest for me, when it comes to short films, like she's a little bit more serious about short films than I am. Yeah. Um, but for short films, it's like I got a new piece of equipment. Well, we need to test this. Let's do a short <laughs> film. <laughs> you know, like one of our short films, I got a new, I got a camera crane. So let's shoot something. Oh, I have this idea. Let's just shoot this. Yeah. You know, we get some people over for for one night, and we shoot. We should do a short film. Um, we just did one recently because we have these uh, a new camera person and a new uh, sound guy that we've been working with, uh, and we hadn't worked with them before. And I was they were coming to Florida with me, so I was like, okay, I'm going to be shooting with these guys for four days straight. Let's make sure we we gel well together first. You know, if we're going to be literally driving down to Florida and then shooting for four days and driving back, I'm stuck with them. <laughs> for the next for eight days straight it's like a band you got to know make sure you guys can can deal with each other so i was like all right well i had this idea for a short great let's shoot that together get used to working together um nice. so yeah that's a that that'll that's as of right now it's called study party um <laughs> and yeah well we, we'll do some festivals i thought with we it. renamed it i waited for you i waited for you yeah i feel like that kind of gives stuff away but i don't know i don't know yeah so that's that's that new short she's so got another short yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this is how brainstorming works. Between. Uh, she's got a short we're shooting in July, and then I've got another one that is planned for the end of the year because it's a little bit bigger. Yeah. A little bit of a bigger short. All so. right. I'll, I'll send my resume and headshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he will file it in the right place. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um, all right. But so I, anything else? Um, well, right? and I, I should also mention that uh, look for it real soon. But uh, the team here uh, right now, we're also going to be doing a uh, commentary on the film Vulgar from uh, View yep. Askew. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, look at look for that uh, from JT and Big O in the near future, as right. long joined with uh, Masquerade Pictures. Trying to yeah. look something different. Uh, basically, if you know the movie Vulgar, fine. I do not. Get yourself a copy of the movie. So, th- th- so this is going to be more of a commentary slash reaction because uh-huh. obviously the other three people here on the panel. No, uh, I didn't see it. No, but we're they, popping but they two cherries today. We're popping two vulgar I know, cherries. I know it involves clowns and rape. Yeah, this is what I've been told. <laughs> I've only been told this. Couple, and apparently Brian O'Halloran himself has been you know, telling me that it's going to be um, hurting yeah. me mentally. Yeah. Uh, th- I had a friend. Uh, this was about 2002 or 2003 or so. And a, bunch, a couple of our friends came by and I was like, you guys have to see this movie. You have to watch it. All right. So they sat, they sat down and watched it. I think it was the first time you had seen it. Yeah, well, maybe I'm from Jersey originally. I'm I'm a Jersey girl. Um, yeah, and I was like, this is a Kevin Smith movie. That's so, totally how I sold. So it to I had them. been traumatized <laughs> by my last boyfriend by the VUSQ movies because he was literally obsessed. Where it was like we had to watch Clerks and then we had to like actually pause and then look up every single word and then understand the word how it implies to this. And it was it was really traumatizing. And I'm really glad I'm out of this. I got myself next out of that boyfriend who watched Jay and Silent Bob dangerous situation. Watched the Jay and Silent Bob movie ten times in the theater. That horrible piece of crap. I'm sorry. That is the worst of the whole series. I hate the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So, I you know, that. I remember. By the way, they're making a sequel of that yeah, one. Yeah, Well, like according that. to Wikipedia, like they're working on a sequel to Vulgar. I don't know. That's what Wikipedia yeah, said. Well, but yeah, anyway, see. so he, so when we first, you know, when we first watched Vul- uh, Vulgar, he was like, I'm going to fix this for you. I know you've been traumatized. So, mm-hmm. we're and, I, so and, one of, and we were with one of our friends who was a big, 
big huge, comedy guy like huge. you know big like like more like your guy's sensibilities he likes video games and action movies and comedies and stuff like that so when i told him oh it's a kevin smith movie made by uh, um um uh, brian, brian johnson brian johnson, johnson. like <laughs> it's going brian o'halloran in my head nope nope, <laughs> nope he didn't write nope, it he nope. didn't brian 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 johnson and he's like oh really i said like, yeah he made a movie Oh wow, really? I was like, yeah. I also have drawing flies. That's 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 the real <laughs> lost one. That's the one that nobody's yeah. ever even heard of. Drawing flies, yeah. blank faces. <laughs> nope. I have that on VHS. Um, that's with uh, Jason Lee is in that one. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I put it on as a lost Kevin Smith movie. He at the end of the movie, he sat through the credits, just blank faced, catatonic, staring couch. at the screen. Legs up. Yeah, them. and the movie literally. I let the credits roll. After about five, maybe three minutes after it was all over with, he turned and looked at me and said, "You are never picking a movie again. ever again." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just <laughs> laughed. I'm like, "Yes, it worked." <laughs> and we're gonna begin that right now. So. <laughs> yeah, so look look for that uh, from us real real soon. Don't you just love the friends who do that to me? Yeah, I do. Yes. I love it. We I love, love I love being friends. that friend. <laughs> I and this, this is just to prove how dorky I am. When I was in college, I ran an anime club, and one time I let the most quietest, nicest person in the club choose an anime. Uh-huh. Uh, it turned out it was uh, Wicked City. No, <laughs> Blue Girl. I, I no, that would have been better. Um, <laughs> let, let's just say involve little girls hitting on their teacher. Doesn't all anime involve that? I don't know. This don't was anime. creepier than normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was not allowed to ever this choose is... an anime for the club ever again. This is Rocky pushing Adrian into a corner. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, teacher senpai. <laughs> anyway, with that. Uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Uh, I I'm hope yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm uh, I don't know what to say anymore. He's nervous now. That's what it is. The nerves. <laughs> now he's in. now he's afraid. Oh, he doesn't oh want to God! Go. I don't want to watch. I this. don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to do this. I'm not feeling too well. Ah, come on! That's why I got you the blue moon. All right, I'll let you. I'll let you do the outro. All right, I can go up again. All right, so like we did say, we were going to go ahead. We're going to have this episode up to you in a little bit. Uh, hopefully, sometime this month. Uh, hopefully you will stay with us during the hiatus uh, while we are moving. Uh, again, want to give a great big thank you to Manny and Lindsay Serrano of Mass Grave for coming out today. <laughs> I, I know it was a trip for you. Thank you for making it. Um, this is fun. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you. Yes, and who knows? Maybe one day we'll do something good enough to warrant being on your podcast. Hey. It is called <laughs> Filmmaking Sucks, so it doesn't have to be that good. Don't worry. My I'm film just, suck. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully you see some of our work, and then you can decide whether or not we belong on there. If you don't, I won't feel bad. Because <laughs> then that means one thing. But hopefully uh, we'll get to talk to you all soon. We'll see yeah. the stuff going on in the festivals. And until the next episode, or until the commentary even after that, I have been Ryan Big O'Regan. And I'm uh, JT McGuire. Well, Video Geek GT. Video Geek GT, That's one of those. Yes. I'm something. And of course, uh, you know of our social medias. You can go ahead and follow us on the GTNO on Facebook. And hopefully... Follow us like hate mail. Yes, yes, anything. When hopefully I'm going to get a bunch of emails, soon. people cursing me out about remakes. Yes. Like, yeah. How could you like DC? How did you yeah, not we'll, like we'll Infinity Wars? <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.